Good evening, everyone. Here we are, th Thursday, the 27th of January, 2022. Um, episode number 66 of So What's Been Happening. 6-6. Six, six. It's uh, not, not quite the number of the beast, being 666, but maybe the number, sympathy of the devil, who knows, number 66. I'm sure we can come up with a couple of great 66s. Um, and just before we bring up Cuz, let's kick off with some 66s. Here we go. <laughs> Is there anything better than Route 66, where you get your kicks? That's for sure. Right, Cuz. Here we are, mate. Welcome back, Cuz. Hi, oh, hey, buddy. Good. Is I there anything better? You had to bring up the English captain, wouldn't you, with 66? Yeah. Oh, you had to, mate. Um, <laughs> they left his last name off, Ed. Route Ed. Oh, mate. What a disaster. The ashes. We'll get into that in a second, mate. But uh, look, welcome back. Episode 66. We've had a little bit of, uh, they call it a par pause. Just a little relax session. Two months off, Hi mate. Hiatus, would you call yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much a hiatus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. Um, yeah, a couple of months off, mate. It's um, somewhat been busy, but also at the same time, incredibly quiet on the other, on the other front. So I've, I've titled this show, Are We Open? Are we actually open? That's the question. Um, it's it's a, a lockdown. 000. Yeah, it is a sixty-four thousand dollars question, isn't it? And and it the, is, mate. It's the lockdown we have. We aren't having, but we are having at the same time. So, mate, just your thoughts. What's going on out there at the moment, especially in Victoria? I, Where do you start? I, I don't think people know. That's probably the most frustrating thing. Sure. Like, like, like we caught up our better halves and another couple before Christmas. But even then, that was sort of, you almost felt bad doing it. Are we are we okay to be doing this? And then going coming into January as well, um, people don't know. That's the thing. Yep. And it doesn't seem, from a Victorian point of view, it's, it, it's bad and we've got a lot of cases, but there seems to be carte blanche in New South Wales. They don't seem to be caring. <laughs> they don't seem to be doing anything to... To stop it. Yeah, now, I think, as we know, mate, one rule for some. <laughs> that's it. What kind of rule we're running under, under Victoria, is beyond anyone, mate. No matter which side of the political fence you argue or you um, are persuaded by, how do you be persuaded at the moment politically? Um, right now when it's such a shambles, mate, no one knows what's going on and no one knows what's next. Well, look at, look at our two leaders in Victoria. Matthew Guy, opposition leader, and Dan Andrews. Where, where are they? <laughs> I haven't. 
I haven't heard from either of them. And what are we? We're nearly at the end of January. Good time for a holiday, I reckon. <laughs> can, can you think of another job where when it's and you and I spoke about this during the week when the shit hits the fan? Oh, hang on, oh, I'm like, let's slip the leave in now. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Must be like the English cricket coach, right? Just <laughs> got a holiday and didn't bother coming. Um, what a shambles of cricket. Maybe we kick off there, hey, cuz? Why not? Mate, I, I'm still not convinced. Yes, we dominated them, and obviously the results shown that. But I don't think we're that good still. I think we've got a very good bowling attack. But their batting attack was as brittle as bloody God only knows. It was interesting because there was a, there was one test there where they were dropping England were dropping like flies, and I thought, oh, hang on a second, we're going to bat yet. Okay. <laughs> and then we got out there, and exactly the same thing happened. I thought, geez, this could be all over day two here. Um, yeah. It's farcical, isn't it, when you think about it? A test that, as uh, my Canadian American friends just laugh at, the fact that you stand out there all day, not only for one day, we come back. And we do it again <laughs> for five days. And some of those guys, you know, may not be necessarily great bats or great bowlers. They're almost placed as quality fieldsmen. And at the end of the day, uh, you be, when you go out or you can't get a wicket, one of the two, but then generally as a batsman, you go out straight away. Mate, you got to stand there for the next couple of days and be bored shitless, I reckon. Mate, that's, that's why as a young bloke, playing sport as a young fella, as you do with your mates, you'd have a hit of cricket in summer, maybe hit a tennis. But that's why I was always doing footy presses because with with footy, you could always get involved. You could always run and tackle someone and get the ball or get involved. With cricket, you could be the best cricketer on the side. But if you come as a batsman, if you come up against the best bowler from the other side, he bowled your first ball, your day's done. Yeah. Come back yep, next week, mate. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. So, uh, look, congratulations to the Aussies, mate. They're back. They're back with the Ashes. Um, and, I mean, that's a fair trophy there, mate, just quietly. But what the world, other sports fans around the world struggle to understand is this little trophy. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's the one that they actually show more. That's the one I think is more important to the actual teams, the little one. Absolutely. But other other people not involved in the sport think, what the hell's that? Yeah. So is there actually a big, smaller trophy anywhere in world sport? There couldn't be, could there? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think the yeah. Ashes are it. They're the, um, <laughs> it's sort of um, the wrong way to say it, but they're the pinnacle of the smaller trophies. If you want to be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to yeah. be the pinnacle for being small. Absolutely. Um, and as the story or legend has it for people that don't know, it's, uh, I'm led to believe that it's the Bales of one yeah. of the original tests, burnt and put into a little, the small yeah. world's smallest urn, which uh, doesn't travel. That'll be the replica, obviously, that we, yeah. that they move around now. But, um, Jijibi, well, you wouldn't, imagine being out partying on the town as all the boys did and you lose the urn <laughs> or the, the famous ashes. You, it's pretty well, easy to lose. Didn't you have it? You had it. No, no, I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. What a, uh, what a shambles. But now, Justin Langer, team coach, was obviously a great cricketer for Australia. There's talk that he may lose his job. Um, he'd have to be the stiffest bloke in the world, wouldn't he? Winning a World Cup and then the Ashes, um, his contract's up. 
surely he doesn't lose his job, does he? Oh, look, you wouldn't think so on form, but as you know, look, and obviously if Lovey was on, he would probably back, back me up with this as well. Having coached pretty high-level sport or, or good-level sport in today's world, the empowerment that's given to players and the say that players get, that's the situation we've now got with the Australian cricket side. At the end of the day, you're grown men. Suck it up. Or if it's a women team, you're grown women. Stop acting like pork chops. It's the same with the AFL. If you have a bad day, have a bad day. But why does the coach get taken out the, yep. for, for, as, the, as the bad laundry? But even in this case... Where where where's the bad laundry? Um, well, I mean, a World Cup win, an Ashes win. He can't do much more, could he? Well, I don't know the man, but from what I can gather, he calls it as he sees it. So if a bloke's been a dickhead or doing the wrong yep. thing or not playing well, he'll call him out. Now, but as you know that, we do know that divides people, obviously. Of course um, it does. Of course it does. That's, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? If you're not doing that, you're only sugarcoating the real truth anyway, and no one likes that at the end of the day because you get found out anyway. So well, I still think he's the right man for the job. Um, yeah, who knows? Soon, if, soon if, I'm, if I'm the English sugar board, I'm, if Australia aren't making some decision, I'm moving hell and high water to get amongst it with him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. Gentlemen, yep. so, I reckon that's the, that's the way to go. So his opposition at the moment uh, is is Trevor Bayless, if you remember that name in cricket. Um, Queenslander? He's the one punting for his job. Trevor Bayless. Is he in the, is he got a role at all now? I couldn't tell you. So it shows you what kind of influence he's had on – well, to be fair, I don't follow it that closely. But to me, he's not a – not that it needs to be necessarily, but he's not yeah. in the top five that I'd put down as – I suppose classic Australian icons that become necessarily don't become necessarily become coaches. So who knows? Um, as we've seen in football, some of the great players don't become great coaches. Um, What's your thought on the on the thought that you don't need to be a good player to be a good coach? Do you do you buy into that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do actually. I do actually because there's a lot of people that say like he's a great football brain, but he was not necessarily the great a great player right um yet we've had other guys like nathan buckley come across uh michael yep. voss there's been plenty actually come yeah. across the table um tim watson was a was a classic example um mm -hmm. that just never made it danny frawley was another one just never went on to really meet top level yep. well obviously the the holy grail but at the end of the day mate you you've got a big team out there right they're the ones that have got to win it you can only do yeah. so much as you know as a coach so um, look, it's going to be an interesting chapter. There's a lot of things happening in cricket. Uh, a big, few big tours coming up. Uh, back another tour of Pakistan, which will be interesting. Yep. Um, haven't been there for a while, so it'd be good to be part of that. Um, but anyway, the, cool, the, interesting, cool the interesting thing I find with cricket, and I'm not a look. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch the hit and giggle, the big bash. I watch a bit of the tests. The thing with cricket, because it's it, it's it's not to the extent of World Series cricket. But there is a bit of a divide in cricket now in terms of, yes, when the test's on, people will watch the test. But cricket now has become big bash, then to a lesser extent the tests, then to even lesser extent the one-day game. 
But just on that, on the big bash, I mean, right now, it, it just stinks, doesn't it? The crowd stinks. The 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 ratings must be through the roof. Um, everyone's sitting on the couch, got to be. But you can't get anyone to a game at the moment. Um, the, problem, the problem is, and I think that's where talking before about the COVID thing, it's killing it's killing the fan, killing the crowds. The biggest thing the Big Bash feeds off is the atmosphere. Yep. And they can't seem to get that because they can't get the crowds in. Yeah, that's right. So and the that's, poor cleaners got, killing it. Poor cleaners have got plenty of work to do. You hit a six, they gotta go and get it, right? So <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough ask for them at the moment. But uh, anyway, let's move on a little bit from cricket, mate. Um let's talk tennis. The lovely game of tennis that uh, you love so much. Um, <laughs> the great, uh, the re- the retiree. Let's kick off with Australian of the Year and, and retiree, Dylan Alcott. I just saw this quote before. Yep. The reason we do what we do bigger than tennis, mate. Mass- absolutely. Um, oh, look, and I think, in, in all honesty, just listen to him speak the other night when he got his gong, and just listen to him speak in the interviews that he's had post that. Yep. I reckon he'd almost checked out of the game today in a way. Well, he seemed, he seemed a bit tired, that's for yeah, sure. No, um, no, dis- a- no disrespect to the bloke who beat him and, and, and congratulations to him on a great win. But I think he's... I think he's he's got to that point where he's, he said, that's been a fantastic part of my life and it's given me the platform to do what I wanted to do. But now with this... Um, I suppose the onus of being the Australian of the Year, he's now thinking, great, I'm all into this now, beautiful. Thanks to my tennis. I love you hitting the park with my mates or whatever. And I think I think from like the 10 or 15 minutes of the game I saw tonight, I think he played, accord- he played accordingly. Like you said, he was a man who was a bit tired. Yep. Um, yeah, but I think... Yeah, I think, in all honesty, as much as much he would love to win, what else does he have to do? Then again, twenty-three Grand Slam titles, I think. Um, six, won, I think you won three, yeah. No, twenty-three. I think yeah. it is. Um, seven or six Australian Opens, I think. Um, and and the kid that he won it that won it off him tonight is is a young up and comer that's a number two in the world. So, yep, you know, good on him, mate. He handed the baton to the right guy at the right time, and. Look, that shows you what the next breed's doing. He didn't kind of blow him off the court, but position's one thing, and it's bloody hard in a wheelchair to get across that court. You get two bounces, to be fair, but, God, it's hard work. Um, And take my hat off to him. What an absolute champion. What an icon of the not only that game, but the other games he's played, including uh, wheelchair basketball as well. But Mm -hmm. a superstar, absolute superstar, worthy Australian of the year. and if if his speech didn't get to you, mate, you're not uh, you're not a human being. So it was fantastic to uh, to hear, and good luck with Dylan in his next chapter of life. Well, the way he spoke was 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 very good, and and, and you and I again we touched on it during the week when we caught up you and I, and it's because there's whether it's from it with the people with disabilities, living with disabilities, or or the whole um, Indigenous Australian issue. We, we we talk about it, and I think as a nation, we think we're talking about it. That's enough. Yep. But I think with things like that, it's big. It's got past the talking stage now. Sure. 
So, like, look, I'm, at 52, you're a little bit younger. But, but I think before I die, I think we will see a change in Australia Day. And I, and I just yep. hope we have a government, I don't care what side it is, that has the balls to, to make that call. Yeah, look, I hope so. And that's that's a good segue into uh, what's just happened and what we experienced yesterday. Pretty emotional day for a lot of people, obviously, um, mainly our, our Indigenous people, but also emotional day for all our new um, citizens. Uh, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. Massive. To have so many people from so many nationalities, from so many walks of life uh, to yep. become Aussies now, um, they get their opportunity that they've grabbed and taken with both hands and it's so exciting to see. Um, but one one thing, obviously, that was really important that happened a day or so ago was the Free the Flag. Um, and yeah. Obviously, we I've worked closely with this team um, from Clothing the Gap and finally, though, they got yep. to put that big D up there with a freed. Um, and there's some of the guys there and girls there that are part of this team, and they rallied and campaigned for three years, mate, to make this happen. Um, and it wasn't only them. There's a lot of people, a lot of support. But to get this flag back, mate, um, you know, was so important to so many. It's been tarnished a little bit it's in respect of all the headache and all the story they've had to go through to get it back. But nothing says Australia more than this, to be honest, um, which obviously turns into that. And mm -hmm. it's... Made it with just one of the greatest things of all time, really, to get that back. Um, it's, it's just, and it's fantastic that it's back for all to use if, when, and if, and when they want to. But again, without trying to be political, it's just a blight that it got to that point, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that it was in to their horror, found out later yeah. when they, when you know, get a cease and desist from someone to say that. You can't use that flag unless you pay a royalty. Um, yeah. So many sports teams, big codes, everyone has been using it over so many years. Yeah. Um, and to hear there was a royalty attached to it and if the fact that it was even a payout figure had to be agreed on and addressed at $20 million to, to free the flag back. Um, that's who, just, who owned it? Uh, it was a guy that uh, had a trademark. Um, on the, I was led to believe it was on the behalf of the Indigenous community to trade market yeah. so no one else could use it but he was yeah. the one making the money and questionable where where that money went i guess at the end of the day on um and to what amount of it what went where so I, I, anyway I back and speaking of back mate we're gonna have a quick plug to one of our plug it up greatest, our greatest fans um we will catch up with this guy shortly and he will become i'm putting it out there now he will become our first show sponsor Global hey, pizza. Hey, I know. Ben Monty is back. It. Is he, that one of the great is, moments to give Gary a good play? He is. The he's a bit like Craig Kelly, mate. The only bloke that's been able to sell his business twice and buy it back for a song, mate. So good on him. Good mate, on him. That's for sure. What are the chances of a live show at Global? Well, it could be at the front for sure. Not sure he'll let us in, guys. Maybe at the back. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to the team there, Gary and the family. My kids have been lucky enough to work there with Gary um, and they still they still always ask how my kids are and he's a great man, Gaz, so it's awesome to have him back in the community and I can see and hear the response already from so many people that they're wrapped to have, well, there's three pizza shops, I think, isn't there, in the, in the same strip, but um, 
it's really important that uh, that Gary's back because he he gives so much back to oh, he does. Yeah, in the local sport. Yeah, so great to have around for clubs. Yeah, for sure. Um, the supporting the supporting gift to all the sporting clubs, male, female, boys, girls, adult, kids doesn't matter. Is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's flick on just stay on tennis for a second. What about this circus that's become the Kokonakis and Kyrgios show? Um, men's well, doubles. Did they make the well, call now and just play doubles? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Kokonakis is just coming back, obviously, and he, he almost can't buy a win at the moment. Kyrgios, if he's going well, he's flying. If he's not, he's broken more rackets than you've had hot dinners. So and it's uh, not going to win your games. What's the hang on a sec? Give me two secs. I'm going to do the a bit. Great of, is, mate, he actually really looks like he's enjoying his tennis when he's playing doubles together. Um, he was the same when he played with uh, Serena Williams yep. in the mixed doubles. And I just think that's his calling. Doubles. He's a great doubles player. He doesn't really want to play necessarily that much to win a fortune. So why wouldn't he just play doubles and would still win a fortune? Because he could easily be. Um, like the Woodbridge and Woodford days, the Woodies, um, mate, win plenty of money. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, exactly right. So, okay, so let's have a look. Nothing like a bit of live research, Cuz. Bit of live research, mate. So, that men's and women's doubles winners $496,000. That's that's the prize money, yeah. I don't think it's enough. US Open six sixty. That's a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do, do I don't think it's enough though. Um, obviously, that's not each, is it? That's nah. for the two of them. So you split that. You're supposed to split that in half. Let's yeah. see. If maybe, maybe there's not a half for Kyrgios and Kaganakis. You never know. Maybe a bit of 60, 40, 70, 30 going on. You think? Yeah, correct. Um, but good on them. Good on them. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Not only that, what I've loved is the atmosphere, the madness. I've hated the fact in tennis that it's like golf and you can't yell out. You can't do anything. But, it's but, it just defeats. I just don't enjoy. I get the whole, the whole um, gentleman's game or whatever mentality uh, really is as far as from a crowd point of view. But mate, you've got to be able to heckle, don't you? Surely. Well, the thing I don't understand with tennis, like, and and some of the some of the best players in the world have been the most finicky people about it, about the distractions, or whatever. Is you're a professional sports person, male or yeah. female? You are supposed at the top of your game. If you can't handle someone calling out, "Come on, as to the yeah. other bloke or the other yeah. lady, mate, you're in the fucking wrong game." Pardon the French. Yeah, I agree. And and the same with golf. It's the same in footy. If you can't stand when you're playing in front of 80,000 people and you have a shot for golf in 20 minutes out and miss it, don't blame the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Same in cricket, same in golf. Focus on your shot, close out the noise, and just do what you do. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, And and I I think... It's been great. It's been great for tennis. Revolutionary... Uh, the amount of young kids that are in, and because I, I believe tennis was a bit of a, I don't know, it seemed to have its own audience and a bit of a crowd, and yep. but it was seemed no, to be an, cool. an, yep. an aging crowd. Um, yep. I think the young kids are right into it now, and they're really backing those two guys. Um, 
So an All-Australian final, how good's that? Uh, and sadly, I can't tell you who the opposition is, two, two Aussie guys that they're playing. So you have to find well, out who they are, mate. Well, well, I don't think it's they know as yet because it isn't, it, there's a chance it could be an All-Australian final. No, it is an All-Australian final. I think it it's is? been decided. Yep. Okay, so it's um, oh, what's his name? Um, and it's not Mark Woodford and Todd Woodbridge. <laughs> <No, it's, it's, laughs> Even though I reckon those two blokes could probably still go. Um, Eb- Ebden is one. I'll go with right. that. There you go. Yep. yep. Matt Ebden. Yep. One bloke I saw him. He uh, he did a big gun show, and I couldn't believe I saw a photo of his guns. They're bloody like this. I thought, geez, that was Matt Ebden. I think that was that Ebden. I think. Well, it might be. He, he must Matthew, yeah. So, isn't it great? They'll get their absolute and they'll get their absolute spotlight. Um, Saturday night, it is. Um, Saturday night, be, yeah. Be great. Um, yeah, they'll get a chance to highlight their uh, skills up against two wild cards, um, yep. which will be great. And yeah, good luck to them. I hope it's a I hope it's a three setter and really brings. Doubles tennis, you know, forward because it's fair to say it does get swept to the back of the the queue. Fair to say um, during during the tennis, but it'd be great. Great yeah, to get it sure, And we can't forget our famous number one, Ash Barty, who's on right now as we speak, mate. So get us an update while you're there. Um, how how brutal has she been at this tournament so far? Just clinical. The interesting part is, mate, this podcast will probably go longer than one of a couple of her matches. So it's, it's, you know, she has been ruthless. Um, talk about find your calling. Um, she's been absolutely fantastic and such a good media person that analyzes the game. Massive respect for her opponents. Geez, there's some, there's some blokes around the tennis tour that could really take uh, a leaf out of her book. Well, mate, for sure. it's just, it's just the all about how she conducts herself. Yeah, incredible. She is. She, she is an amazing player at the top of her game, but doesn't take advantage of that. Takes that as the as the gift that she's got and uses that gift to the best of her ability and behaves yep. accordingly. So have you got us a score while you're there? I have, mate. She won the first set, 6-1, six six sorry. Right. It's going to be really two all, two all in the second set on serve. Yeah. So as I dare say we're going to go about another... 15, 20 minutes. So there's a big chance it could be over. Right? <laughs> she could we be over. We might even hang around to see what see what uh, what happens. But that's um, I, I find and and I apologise to any of our wonderful, wonderful female viewers. But that's the un, that's the awkward thing I find with even elite tennis. Yep. That even in often in finals of the Grand Slam tournaments. You get a game that goes to 70 minutes tops. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. If you're paying big money, and you are paying big money to go to tennis, you want to go a bit longer, wouldn't you? Well, I heard someone saying that his daughter was, this was on the radio the other day, that his daughter was is massive fan of women's sport, and so she should be, yep. which, is, which is fantastic. She loves AFL. W now yep. she loves Ash Barty um, and really wants to go to the tennis. So yep. this guy, uh, the dad, looked up tickets and was keen to buy some tickets to go and see her play. And her match the other night was 
the, the worst seats in the house for yeah. three people were $520 roughly each. Each. Yeah, per seat. Now, there was obviously another game you got to see at night and during the night yeah. session, but two ga two games realistically, and she was pretty much over in, you know, whatever it was, an hour and an hour. Yeah, just over an hour. So twenty bucks. It's, it's oh, big boy. cash. Big cash, isn't it? So big coin. When you talk fifteen hundred plus, um yeah. then again. Would I go and see the Rolling Stones for fifteen hundred to play for an hour and a half? Very hard to compare, but why couldn't you compare it? Same story, right? Yeah, but as we said earlier, you go see the Stones at a gig or any of that ilk, any band, yeah. even a band that a local band that you and I might go and see, you're getting into it, aren't you? Can you get into it at the tennis? Well, that's my concern. If you could do yeah. what you could at yeah. Kyrgios and um, Kokonakis, why couldn't you? So, uh, sadly, the players that get pissed off with that and the crowd, I think, uh, are, are the older crew, aren't they? Um, the younger the younger ones seem to be a little bit more understanding of that's the way modern tennis is hopefully heading, but it just won't. It won't end. There's no way that'll happen at Wimbledon. Look. I grew up playing footy in the 80s and 90s and obviously played against some pretty tough sort of blokes and whatever. And I and I, I, I didn't care about blokes heckling me over the fence. As soon as a bloke wanted to heckle me over the fence, well, that's fantastic. Or as soon as a guy wanted to mouth off at me or whack me, I knew I had him beaten. So that was, that was how I used that against them. Yeah. I, I find it, as I said earlier, I find it a bit frustrating when you watch sport now and, and players who are on good coin and earning good money and supposedly they're at the top of their game are very um, brittle when it comes to any sort of noise or or things that try to put them off. Yep, yep. One thing, Berkey makes a great point, and Berkey, thanks for uh, posting something on our comments then um, about tennis. I I've always struggled with this too. Why is the third point only worth 10? <laughs> So it's 15 and 15, which is 30, and then 10, right? It's a mathematician's nightmare, right? It's a great point, Berkey. We can't answer it, mate. We can't answer it. I'll give that one to Kaz. He, he's going to have to go and find out yeah, why. I was I was certain to get with, back to you. Where do we start with love and then 15, 30? Well, it's not called 40, is it? It's game. Um, game. And yeah. What's the advantage? Whose advantage? Juice, like what is this? What is this circus what's that we call? What's juice? I'll give you that homework, mate. You're gonna to have to come back to us. All right, I'll leave that one with you. Um, now, when are we all heading up for the open fireplace, the, the um outdoor concert of what's so what's been happening up at St well, Andrews? I think when we're allowed to gather officially properly, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. So, um. What I want to do, mate, is take you on a little journey and go back to something I posted this week, which I only stole off someone else and reposted it a hundred times. But back to yep. 1991. Oh, I know. How gold was that? Is that possibly one of the greatest years ever? Um, and we'll go away, you and I, a bit of homework and Berkey to that matter. Find a better year with six or seven better albums overall. Um, all right, what's your pick? Give me, 
give me your top absolute one first. You're only allowed one to see one of these bands. Oh, to see one of them. Well, we have to really look at the album, this particular album in, in instance. Interestingly enough, Guns N' Roses were smart enough to just put two of them in. No, in all honesty, I'd say because the album was great, but just to say the band, I don't say Pearl Jam. Yep. Never got a well, chance me, to see Pearl Jam. Me so too, we, and I'll, I'll take my hat off to a good mate of mine, Luke Sinclair, who held up that cassette and said, this band's going to be huge. And I said to him, oh, mate, they're all right, but you're kidding yourself, aren't you? They're not going to be like you, – it's the first first time they brought out an album, 1991, and you've called them as one of the greatest bands ever. And for us, for me right now, he was 100% spot on. So oh, I uh, talk about it, not humble pie, but it's amazing how they turn out in the end. But what a year. I mean, Nirvana, Soundgarden. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Guns N' Roses, Pearl Jam and Metallica, and everyone all had a different thought um, of what they liked when I put it up. But for me, I'm with you, mate. Pearl Jam 10, uh, one of the greatest albums of all time. Metallica Black Album was huge. The Guns N' Roses era with Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 were enormous. Red Hot Chili Peppers with Blood Sugar Sex Magic was just me. For me, I look back on that era of being a – and it's funny, it's interesting. Interesting when it's influential as a kid, you look back and go, how good were those songs? And you think of all the memories you did. Uh, Soundgarden there and Nirvana's Nevermind, which is still one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, I'll give you a pretty good year, mate. Yeah, you're straight onto it. Oh, because I, I remember from my, year of, my last year of school, so 1987. Yeah, it's funny how that 91, which 92 is my last year of school, so 91, that was about year 11, really inspired got you probably through those VCA years, but it's very yep. interesting to hear hear that yours is the same year you, you're looking that you left school. So go I'll for give it, mate. You, I'll give you some from 87, mate. Hysteria by Def Leppard. Yeah. Joshua Tree by U2. Yeah, we're going all right. Appetite for Destruction, Gun, Guns and Roses. Yep, they feature again. Diesel and Dust, Midnight All. Uh, still one of my favourites, not one of Berkey's. Yep. Tunnel of... <laughs> I know he's not a fan. <laughs> Tunnel of Love by Bruce Springsteen. And Sign, when he became the symbol, Sign of the Times, Prince. Oh, when he was symbol. Is that right? Yep. And another yeah. one and another one in there as well. Bad from Michael Jackson. Right. So can you name one of the songs? When Prince was symbol. Oh, okay. Someone, I heard this ask the other day and I couldn't come up with one. Well, there you go, because I can't either. So it means that album's rubbish. So that year's out. That can't be the best year. Right? Because I reckon uh, an amazing artist, Prince, an amazing artist, and God bless him, he's no longer with us either. But I reckon all his good songs were when he was still the little weedy Prince. The symbol just didn't quite cut it. Kind I, of I, admire why, I admire why it became the symbol. There's a reason why you go back. Yeah. Okay. When it didn't work. Yeah. Ask uh, our little mate, Johnny Diesel. He's yeah. gone back. John Cougar Mellencamp. How many, sure. how many goes to the air that the name changed, Johnny Cougar? Yeah, well, depends who you ask, I guess. But there was a few. There was a few back in the day, that's for sure. Um, yeah. 
Shout out yep. to a good mate of mine. Um, a couple of good mates of mine. Walshie and Nico. What's that? I think this was his best era, though. Is that Scarecrow? Yeah, Lonesome Jubilee album. Yeah. Shout out to um, Dicko and Mark Walsh, um, who were in that American tribute band, who you and I have seen a couple of times. Yep, yep. We'll get along to see them again soon too. Yeah, not bad to uh, to be able to play Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen. Who's the third one, mate? Pretty Springsteen and the Great Man we just spoke about. That's right, Mellencamp. Yep, absolutely. And well, to be John, totally honest, yep. I know they go a bit gimmicky, but they actually play the songs well and do the songs justice. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, need a bigger stage or the bigger venue. Uh, that was their key for that night. Um, there, there's a little venue in Preston, uh, which I must dig up actually. Rusty and from Electric Mary's, they're actually going to play a gig there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really good sound in the place. Um, I can't. I just try, can't remember the name of the place off the top of my head. Yeah which is pretty bad that I'm now talking about it and can't remember it. Um, just let me Have a dig look, it up. Do, I, you I Do you research? I can't give it a pump and then uh, not find it. Um, <laughs> it name escapes me. Music Land, it's called. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, and they do a great job out there. It's kind of a bit of a recording studio as well, I think. Um, but, yeah, it'd be good to uh, get out there and support Rusty from Electric Mary. It's in early March, uh, March fifth. March fifth, because Turkey. as we know, um, can we get him on? Just tell him to come on. Good work, Berkey. You're all over it, mate. Music land. Um, the issue is, as we know, who's trying to get gigs at the moment, let alone keep them. Um, Under the Southern Stars going to be a massive tour, as we know. Rusty and the Electric Mary boys are with Rose Tattoos in in support. Those two for some great bands that are featuring there. So Stone Temple Pilots, um, Cheap Trick. There was Live and Bush, which I think one or two of those are being canned now. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, tour. Uh, I think there's there's another one just announced not long ago. Name escapes me. Um, which we're going to in Mornington. We are. Absolutely we are. If, uh, if you get a ticket, so they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Re- Black Rebel Motorcycle Club are going to be yes. on as well, so that that'll be great. So there's a few gigs coming up. Get to your local, check out your gig guide. They say. Um, and speaking yeah. of gigs, mate, let's let's just give a couple of a quick pump that are on at the moment. Um, some good good mates of ours and friends of ours, the friends of the show, Ash Naylor, um, even are uh, well and truly underway with this new album, playing a multitude of gigs. They just played last night at the Ledbetter, sorry, two nights ago. Uh, yesterday, they for Australia Day, they played at Northcote Social Club with Fen Wilson. Tonight, the Railway Hotel in Macedon, uh, that'll be a huge gig. Friday night, the ESPY, and Saturday at Hotel Westwood. Uh, shout out to James Young with Hotel Westwood. So, yeah, tonight, um, Macedon Railway, that'll be a great gig. And there's the feature of the gig now a, a, a scoop that we have to talk about is uh to miriam that po- is is a good friend of ours as well follows even works with with the crew um 
couple of sneak previews on a couple of shows there that no one knew about. Sunday, 6th of March, coming up, Adelaide Fringe, Spiegel Tent. Then the 40th anniversary at the Tote, um, 20th of March, and the 10th of April. Uh, you'd be there, mate, Chippendale. That'd be your area. Um, well, uh, well, Chippendale from way back, mate, as you know. Ex-Chippendale yourself. Um, exactly right. Another good friend of our show, Brett Wolfenden. Um, <laughs> the gig is playing tomorrow night. I just checked with him before. I wasn't sure whether this was still going ahead or what was the deal. I hadn't heard anything about it. But um, Dallas Crane and the Casanovas are playing at Archie's Creek. That'll be an awesome gig tomorrow night. Um, don't Jesus. think I'm going to make the road trip because I want to try and get to the SV to watch even. So even, yep. Um, we are... We had scheduled a couple of times. We get Dave Larkin from um, Dallas Crane on. So just yep. got to back into his diary now and get him on. Um, Larko, as they say. He loves it. Yep. He's always a yeller. Um, we can't wait to have him on the show. And a good friend of ours as well, Matt Joe Gow, just to give his one of his shows a little pump. February the 3rd coming up at Luli Tavern um, nice. in Collingwood. So that'll be awesome too. Um, yeah, it's a real tough time at the moment. Gigs, um, consumer confidence, I guess you'd say, and punters. Uh, but they weren't kick, booking gigs at the moment or buying tickets. So venues were having to put them off. Bands were having to cancel. Yeah, it's a pretty tough time. So if you can get out and support your local band and venue, uh, it'd be much appreciated for all. But one another one I found coming up February the 5th as well, Rocket Science. I'm not sure whether you know Rocket Science, mate, but these no, guys mate. are big, big in the late, Mid to late nineties. Um, okay. Yeah, we're huge. Probably around the time of even. Pretty much yep. kicked off as well. Thirty odd years ago now, and and I can't wait to see them. So that'll be a little sneaky gig as well. Well, sneaky one. Correct. Um, so if, if anyone knows of any gigs that are coming up, please, feel free to post them on some comments, and we'll, we'll make sure we've, we've got a couple to get up to because we're, we're going to that the one with um, Rusty and the boys and Twitch. Cheap trick and that, and then we're going up to um, yep. we're going to get up to Macedon as well, don't we? For the um, the Velvet Boys, I don't know about Velvet, but Marshmallow, Marshmallow, I like like the Velvet, I think they're good. The Velvet Underground, no Velvet Undergrounds there, no Um, Marshmallow Boys, correct. Now, what's Davey Lane been up to? He's been a bit quiet of late. Oh, Davey's been a busy boy, mate. You and I are back underway, and things are happening there. Davey's, I'm dare say, no doubt in recording mode for his upcoming album. Yep. Um, he's a busy man, mate. He's a busy man. So we look forward to catching up with him again very soon. Ash Naylor reached out and said g'day uh, not long ago, um, and we were gonna we're gonna try and organise a Rolling Stones um, feature yeah, night like we had we've done before. But the issue is is trying to lock away some artists now, which a very moving schedule. Ash or do we get Ash on? Do we get Ash on with the rest of his new band? church yeah between ash um and wolfie and a few others mate there's there's not too many bands left that they they're not playing in um <laughs> exactly right. in, uh, paul kelly as well for ash and a few others so but the thing and and, and and you and i both say this the flood roots here say the same thing as with berkey the thing i love about both those blokes they are two of the most talented musicians you know but every time we see them like all for, as ourselves or as part of the show or whatever Every time I see them at a gig, they're the first to come up, give you a hug, shake your hand, thanks for coming, great to see you. And they're really genuinely pleased to see you at their gigs. So yep, these, absolutely. These two great blokes, as of all the other guests we've had on as well too. Definitely. Um, yeah, we look forward to the next gig. There's going to be 
if you haven't booked any tickets for this weekend, try and get to a gig Friday night, Saturday or Sunday. If you can, get out and support a local artist. Uh, maybe every artist admit, you've never heard of. Encourage responsible serving of alcohol, but I'm going to have a pretty big day on Saturday, catching up with a few of the old DLS old boys down at Mornington. Right. <laughs> yeah. Was it... Is that for before? Bit late, mate, but that's okay. Bit late than never. So that should be a big right. day. And off yeah, to um tomorrow night, off to Benalla for my mother in law's 70th birthday, which would be a good night as well. No worries. Give her a shout out, mate. Will do. Happy birthday, Hayes. Mad Demon supporter, mate, like yourself. So very happy lady still. Fantastic. Well, we're all a little bit happy. Let's stay this happy. <laughs> It's a great had to do it, mate. It's uh, geez, it feels good. It feels good. Now, are we safe enough yet? And I know I did ask you, but I'm I'm not sure we're ready for you, me, and Lovey to go to the food together just yet. I don't think we're quite ready for that just yet. No, we're not. We're definitely not. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> we're not ready. Uh, the question is, are the bombers ready, mate? What have, you, what have you heard pre-season? I, I dare say they're all up and about. The best they've ever been. Fittest they've ever been. In fact, no, they're not. You only had half a side about a week ago. What's going yeah, well, on? Mate, well, thanks, Hills. Like I said, poor Hills can't get back on the park. So all his mates went to his wedding and they all got COVID. Beauty Hills. Ripper. Pretty handy. Pretty handy. <laughs> pretty handy is, they've, all had, they've all had COVID now. So mate, look at all. I'm looking forward to this year, and, and like you, mate, look, I, I love it. I, I could watch footy 24-7. I, I'm looking forward to this year how the whole comp goes in terms yep. of they've had a year of dealing with COVID. It's Very pretty right. safe to say there's going to be some sort of aspect of that again in the game this year. So it's just a matter of, look, I think it's Melbourne's to lose again if they keep their side on the park and play that last year. But I think there's other sides. The Bombers are probably in that sort of pack chasing as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what Geelong do. Look, I, I think they'll have a bit of a fall from Grace the Cats yeah. only because they're, they're, they're an ageing list and when you hang on for that and you don't make it, and it'll be very interesting to see how the Dogs respond after getting so close having the game in their keeping and then to get blown away like they did, that, that's that's got to leave a scar, I think. Sure. Bevo's an amazing um, manipulator of minds and ideas man and sort of weaver of magic, yep. but that's got to leave a scar. Definitely. Like in 40 minutes of football to go from two and a half goals up to get beaten by 70, it's got to hurt. Oh, absolutely it does, mate. There's... Um... You don't just get over those losses, mate. Um, no, you don't. They hurt, you don't. They hurt for and, a while. And, and, it's, and until you play another game, it's there. As much yeah, as you can sure. talk about Christmas, New Year, spending time with your family, pre-season, start the season, it is there. Yep. Yeah, I dare say they'll be hanging like anyone for the season to yeah. start so they can yeah, get, for sure. get this done and started. Um, yeah, no doubt. What about uh, – we're going to touch on just one thing before we finish, mate. Um, the sad passing of the great – Yeah, mate. very sad. Oh, well, um, mate, look, as a, as a product of the 80s and growing up in the mid-80s and, and 
when you go out to nightclubs, they're still playing a lot of his songs. Yeah, mate, he had, he had some of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah, okay, you can you can make dispersion comments about his performance at the grand final and whatever, but that's that wasn't meatloaf at the meatloaf when he was up and about and at the height of his game. Yeah, and he was an iconic person in rock for many years and stage performer too, for that yeah. matter. Um, but okay, you, what's your favourite meatloaf song, mate? got to be paradise by the dashboard light doesn't it look does it does, yeah. does anything get near it really i think so i think so and the great part about it is um it was one of those journey songs that oh, just mate, it's 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 like um there's there's that all those ones yeah, right? Pie, um got a couple of new diamond songs or what you call journey songs then you've got um Billy Joel sang that scene from a town restaurant that goes about eight minutes where he sort of but Brenda and Daddy is and that's what well that's what um that song's like. Yeah. Paradise for the Vestral. And as as young fumbling teenagers when it sort of first came out, when you hear it, you can relate to it all as well, too. Yeah. All of our misadventures in the backs of cars or backs of movie theatres in various places around Victoria. Okay. Yeah, good times. And look, you got look, you've got to give credit to the man. He, it was a great – I never saw him live, but he was clearly a great stage performer. Yep. Let's bring it up and have a little flashback. <laughs> well, I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. Parking by the lake and there was not another car inside. And I never had a girl looking any better than you did. And all the kids at school, they were wishing they were me that night. And now I find all the soul and tight. It never felt so good, it never felt so right. And we're going like the men and all the edge Yeah, one of the greats. One of the greats. We could go on forever and play the whole thing, mate, but we won't. <laughs> All right, mate. I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. No, all good, uh, mate. Lovely to catch up again. It was great to jump on and have a chat. We will find a few more topics to have a chat about next week. Um, we're going to try and do a weekly or, yep. or fortnightly um, podcast from now on. I can't believe it was actually nearly two months since, since we've done one. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it's uh, you know who we need. You know who we need to get on. Like you do a wonderful job about talking about the gigs, but a very good friend of the shows and yours and mine, Naomi Dan's is the best music reviewer I've ever met. She's she's pretty good, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and she takes, but she does she does the complete thing. She takes magical <laughs> photos of the performers yeah. and gives one of the gives like a eight to ten line wrap of the gig as well. Yep. Yep. And definitely. she's better looking than you and I, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, Berkey's got a Berkey's got one that might rival 
uh, one yes. of the greatest songs of all time. And he's, yes. he's probably right. Kiss is Detroit Rock City. Um, big song, big song, Berkey. We will do a Kiss Kiss tribute night, mate, at one stage, I'm sure, with you leading the show. But you've got to come back on, Berkey, to do that. Um, so once again, any I think... Danger, you, any danger, Berkey? Any internet Wi-Fi, Berkey, is your key. Your two... <laughs> obviously, you didn't put those on your Christmas wish list. <laughs> but... Uh, We'll find you good internet somewhere, Bergie. You're more than welcome to stay at my place anytime and come and come and do a. Uh, well, I'll better than that, we're going to find a venue, mate, and we're going to try and do a couple of live ones somewhere. So that'll be a bit of fun. It'll be an absolute hysteria to try and uh, pull off, um, but it'll be good fun. That's nothing, nothing sure. I'm, so, I'm just thinking, I'd love to do it, but geez, it could go pear shaped with us, couldn't it, real quick? Oh, it sure will, for sure. Um, no more pear-shaped than some of these ads from Let's Run One from Dave Cosmo. Oh, God. A bottle of milk, thanks. Low fat, no fat, full cream, high calcium, high protein soy, light skim, omega-3, high calcium with vitamin D and folate or extra dollop. Uh, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. This tastes like full cream milk. And only 2% fat. Great. Shout out to the great Dave Cosma. He's a great man. We look forward to having you on the show soon, mate, and having a chat about what's been going on in your life uh, and promoting one of your next gigs. So with that in mind, um, over and out, mate. And next week or next podcast. See you soon, mate. See you, champ. 66. 67. Coming up. See you, mate. See ya.